This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Let's go back in time to 1932 as Converse brings you historic footage of the legendary original Celtics with whom all great professional teams are compared. We have now taken over your radio. Richie Guerin is about to show you the most important step in getting past a man. It's the first one. An Oscar will inbound it. The men in green, the Milwaukee Bucks, that's Al Cinder against Bellamy. Jordan gets to Gilmore. Oh, 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 Gilmore. Oh,
<laughs> no, I, I actually, I, honestly, I, and I've sort of looked at it from afar, but when, when I looked at that link again, just to kind of do research for this, I went, man, the Brooklyn Nets are like a pretty much good lock to make the playoffs. Like that, that's, they're a, not a good team. No, and they're they, having a particularly bad year too. And it's just yeah. like it's like a, such a desolate franchise right now. They, you know, at the trade deadline, they're trading off Pete, and then like still, no, they're they're a seven seed. Like yeah. they're not even the worst team. They're like the second worst team. Well, like well, it's yeah. I mean, well, I, I saw I saw an email. Somebody uh, tweeted out emails. Uh, the Boston Celtics they were do, taking uh, pre-orders on playoff tickets. And I'm like, my god, like that's like a team. Like Danny Ainge is like, ah, oh, come on. I'm like, I'm trying to lose, and like. Could you guys please? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they kind of they, they've been weird because then they got Isaiah Thomas and like, oh, yeah, they're yeah. trying to win. Yeah. I, I thought the Nets were done a, a couple weeks ago. I mean, they lost a bunch and then they ended up winning like five or six in a row. And, you know, the, I, that's all it takes. Be, yeah. Be, being a Hawks fan for me, we get their we get their pick no matter what. We're swapping their pick. So if they finished, all right. if they, you know, if they finished outside the playoffs, there's whatever chance, however slight that they could, you know, someone must have told somebody. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> um, so now I'm yeah, it looks like they're going to make the playoffs. So I'm frustrated. But anyway, we'll get to that at the uh, end. But, but we're going to. We're going to go to go way back. We're going to go back first to the year is 1953 and things are happening. Eisenhower's president. <laughs> the Red Scare is sweeping the nation. We should start every podcast <laughs> with whatever time it is. Then we just throw like 13 Fla- pop flappers are dancing or like... in the streets. But no, I don't think that's a 50s. No, I mean, well, maybe. I mean, probably still. I mean, there, some, may, have, in some there, street, there may have been a flat some street somewhere. Yeah, probably a flapper but... somewhere. Uh, anyway, so and uh, the the National Basketball Association is in its infancy, and um, the Baltimore Bullets, the original Bullets, um, were uh, at arousing sixteen and fifty four, making the uh, the playoffs. Uh, they um, this was a ten team league. It had been a seventeen team league as as recently as nineteen fifty. So three years later, it's down. They're down to ten teams. They would eventually get down to eight. Uh, in fact, the Bullets themselves would fold in another two years. So out of those 10 teams, eight made the playoffs. When you have that <laughs> ratio, you're you're going to have... There's a good chance a 15 or a 16 team win is going to... Or team is going to uh, go in. Uh, since you're a big trivia guy, yeah. a.k.a. plug your uh, recent uh, appearance, and then I have a trivia question for you. Sure. Uh, yeah, I was on the, uh, the, the NBA History Challenge on the uh, Pro Basketball uh, Chronicle, which is a uh, relatively new uh, NBA ho- uh, history-focused podcast, uh, I guess in theory. We hate that because of the direct competition. Uh, right. so. In theory, a competitor, but they <laughs> seem like nice guys and, and have a fun show, so I recommend they check it out. Yeah, then I uh, – they have a little uh, <laughs> YouTube show. It's also available on their podcast where they bring somebody in to answer some NBA trivia questions. So I, I took the challenge. I was the first to ever take the uh, the – the all-star, the hardest level, and I, I think I did fairly well. I'm not going to reveal. You did very. I'm not going to spoil yeah. it. Let people check it out and see if they can, uh, if they want to check it out. It's only like five minutes, so if you have some time, it's uh, on the Over and Back uh, Facebook page. You can also um, check out their, uh, their their podcast as well. So, so it's a good thing. But you, you what, what, what uh, quickly, yes. Yeah. Can you name the 17 NBA teams in 1950? Oh, I, not off the top of my head. No, <laughs> I, oh. I could name a few. Like there's Chicago Stags. There's Sheboygan Redskins. Uh, no, no. Washington Capitals. Washington Capitals. Yes. Uh, the Chicago Stags weren't weren't there by then. Um, no, <laughs> no. I thought so too. That's when I initially. Yeah, they must have. Full, they must have uh, been before. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not gonna. Be... All right. Well, here, real quick. Sure. Philadelphia Warriors, Boston Celtics, yeah, New York Knicks, Syracuse Nationals, Baltimore Bullets, Washington Capitals. Uh, Western Division is a uh, hodgepodge of oh my god. Uh, the Minneapolis Lakers are the. Uh, 
uh, the Rochester Royals, the Fort Wayne Pistons, and then the two that uh, I don't think anybody would probably have guessed, uh, the Indianapolis Olympians oh, yeah. and the Tri-Cities Blackhawks. That's right. So. The Tri-Cities Blackhawks eventually became the, the Atlanta Hawks. Right, correct. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, well, that was it. That was good. <laughs> that, was that was good. Uh, so the the Bullets, uh, they um, lost to the uh, lost to a 47-win uh, Knicks team um, that I believe made the finals that year. The Knicks actually made the finals three years in a row in the uh, six, in the 50s and lost each time, um, which I discovered today as I was looking up uh, some of this history. I didn't realize they had made quite that many finals appearances during the uh, 50s. So um, the Bullets were not particularly remarkable, but they did have uh, Don Barksdale, who was a, a future Hall of Famer. He was the uh, first uh, African-American player to be a college All-American. He was the first also to make the U.S. Uh, men's Olympiad basketball team. And uh, and the first black player to be in the All Star game, so it's definitely a historic, a, a very good player. Um, also, they had Fred Scolari, who had formerly been their coach, and his nicknames were Blubber <laughs> and Fat Freddy, which uh, which sounds pretty great. He um, uh, was also traded to the Fort Wayne Pistons. He was an All Star this season, but was traded the to the Fort Wayne Pistons a a month later. So yeah, he did not actually participate oh. in the playoff squad itself. Just um, was on the team during the season. And then um, Paul Hoffman, who was the only holdover from the, they actually won the NBA title in 1948 and was the only holdover from that team six years later. And he, he had two separate retirements because of a heart condition. <laughs> because he kept coming back. It was notable. He yes. Um, he couldn't go away. Yeah. Was, I'm good. All right. I'm ready. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know anything. I hate to make fun of somebody for a heart condition. I'm not trying to try to do that, but it's just uh, sort of a sort of remarkable <coughs> to uh, do that. And, um, they were coached by, coached by the immortal Claire B, which is a, a, a great uh, name. You would think it would be a woman's name. I, I guess Claire may have been one of those names like Leslie that used to be more of a man's name and then became a yeah. woman's name. Um, and I found an SI Vault article about – it was about many things, but it included a tidbit about uh, Claire B uh, right before the 54 season w- w- when they would play like 11 games and then would fold – he wrote to friends across the country in the hopes that uh, they could find some hidden talent that would go to a Baltimore. And then one of his friends, uh, re- he received this reply, and I quote, I have no one on my team who could help you. I have no one on my team who can help me. I have no one on my team who can help themselves, let alone anyone else. I do know of someone who can help you. Get down on your knees, brother, and pray. <laughs> so, so uh, not much help. I don't think I would be talking <laughs> to that friend again. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, so any anything else on the uh, on the Baltimore Bullets? No, I can't say I've seen too much or, or know a whole lot about this particular uh, Baltimore Bullets team. But uh, yeah, that's 50, 16 wins is pretty remarkable, and, and that's one of the themes of, of of a lot of these teams are sort of a league in flux in one way or another. Not necessarily in flux, but you know, expansion teams, an expansion year, a year where there's you, you know too many playoff spots and 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 not enough teams, or or just something like that. That's sort of a theme that you kind of catch with a lot of these years where it really stands out. And, and this one in particular, like you said, eight out of ten, you, you're gonna get. I would love to know. I those other teams that didn't make it, man, you're like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they were. Well, the team that wins sixteen is one of the ones that goes in. Like those two that didn't make it are like, eh, yeah, you guys are. Yeah. I just need some help. Well, but. Part of that was division. So, uh, oh, okay. So they would have been ahead of one team um, division. Yeah, they were ahead of the twelve-win uh, Warriors. But in the other um, side, the twenty-seven-win Milwaukee Hawks were screwed out of the, the playoffs. You know, with a, a twenty-seven <laughs> and forty-four record. You know, um, so 
so yes, so it, it wasn't quite that bad. But yeah, there, there are a couple of times in this where, um, particularly in the early 70s, when um, you know, they went to conferences and some of like the divisional stuff, like I think it was like the top two teams from each division for a while. So there mm-hmm. was some really bad omissions for that for the first couple of years of that before they kind of added teams and then changed the uh, rules around. There, there's some notable like teams with, you know, like high thirties going over teams with like high forties records. Oh type yeah, stuff. yeah. Yeah. So uh, they actually didn't do that bad in the playoffs. I know I, I want to look this up for every one of these teams just to kind of see how they did. Uh, they lost the first game 62 to 80. So that, that wasn't good. But the second game of 90 to 81 against yeah, the Knicks. It, that's, that's not bad. Not, I mean, not terrible. No, no. I mean, yeah, they, 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 Compared to some other teams in this uh, that we're going to talk about, they did not perform that poorly in the playoffs. No, so. no, they did okay. Yeah, so go Bullets. Um, <laughs> so the next team is the 1959-1960 uh, Lakers. Uh, they were uh, 25 and 50. Um, I, 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 they, I should mention they had a they had a, a negative 4.41 simple rating system. I forgot. I think I forgot to mention the Bullets had a a negative 5.8, which is the worst <laughs> of, of any of the yeah. teams that I could find <laughs> yeah. that that made the playoffs. Yeah, and I'm sure most people listening to this know this, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Is that is sort of a uh, it's like point differential, but also like um, adjusted for basically strength of schedule. So mm-hmm. it's a better indication than win loss record of how you perform during this the season in theory so negative 5.8 is bad yeah it, that is bad that, so. that would be like that would be like a i probably like a 20 win team or so in the nba probably even yeah. worse than that you know 15 to 20 win team uh, that would be not historically bad performance but definitely bad so um so the 60 lakers uh it was their last year in minneapolis this was uh six teams making the playoffs in an 18 league which is basically um the entire time between you know 54 and 67 um six teams made it out in an 18th league eventually nine teams once the uh once the bullets were added um the new bullets not the old bullets and um they uh they this was the second year for elgin baylor they actually the previous season they had won only 33 games um but they had actually upset the Hawks, who were the defending champions, and made the finals, losing to the Pistons. So um, that was kind of kind of weird, but um, interesting. And and of course, Elgin Baylor, everyone knew immediately that he was awesome. Uh, they also had Hot Rod Hunley, who was a noted goofball and later a famous announcer. Uh, played for West Virginia before Jerry West did. Was a star there. Uh, Rudy LaRusso, who was a longtime Laker in the uh, 60s. Uh, Slick Leonard, who was a 50s to early 60s NBA player and then later famously a Pacers coach for um, 70s and 80s. And then Frank Selvey, who was famous for um, played for Lakers and I think a bunch of other teams and famously missed a what would have been a game winning shot in the 62 finals that would have been Boston that year. So um, they also had Larry Faust, who was a a team eight time all-star in the fifties, but was at the end of his career and was traded to St. Louis during the, um, the mid season. So, um, they actually did okay in the playoffs. They, uh, they beat a 30 win Pistons team in the first round, but then took the, uh, 46 win, uh, Hawks to seven games. So the, the Hawks and Lakers had some, uh, tough series in the uh, Western division, uh, back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> as you said, it's six out of six teams out of eight made it. Uh, the two that didn't make it, the Cincinnati Royals, uh, nineteen and fifty-six. They probably did not deserve to. Uh, the New York Knicks, though, unfortunately, got kind of messed up by the Eastern Division. They uh, twenty-seven and forty-eight. Not that they were any better, but you know, they, they sort of they, they were on the outside looking in. But the East was a powerhouse right then. Uh, you have fifty-nine win Boston Celtics, uh, forty-nine win Philadelphia Warriors, and a forty-five win Syracuse Nationals. So yeah, good on the East. Yeah, so go Nats. See. It wasn't always that way. No, it wasn't always this way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, 
So the um, there's an SI vault, which is actually from the previous season, but I, I thought was funny. It, it talked about um, it, Minneapolis was not drawing well. They were trying to find ways of, you know, bringing in crowds. So they were able to talk Elgin Baylor out of taking his like final year of uh, college um, mm-hmm. and signing with Minneapolis. And he they also hired a uh, basically like a marketing guy to um, do things to lure uh, fans to the games. One thing they did was um, organizing the uh, the Lakerettes, who were a cheerleading group. Um, uh, so I guess it's sort of the forerunner of the uh, Laker girls. So that was not Jerry Buss's idea after all, at least we mean, well, he wasn't the first to do it anyway. And they also had season ticket holders escort their seats by models wearing cocktail gowns. And they also had a German beer garden complete with an Oompa band was set up after one game. <laughs> so there you go. It didn't really work I'm out. Into that. I'm, into, I'm into the German beer garden. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like a little, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, you know, I like a little Oompa band, you know, I'm a, you know, yeah, that sounds cool in the sixties. Like that's pretty progressive yeah, yeah. in the sixties, right? It's, it's, it's Minneapolis, you know? So, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, um, so, so not so good, but obviously they would get Jerry West the next season and then they would be pretty good for a while. Yes. The yeah. Los Angeles Lakers turned into it. They, they turned out all right. Yeah. They, did yeah, turn, Minneapolis, they, turn right. yeah. Uh, they were not long for the, uh, the, uh, the land of a thousand lakes, unfortunately. But. No, no, but uh, it, 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 things worked out fairly well for them in Los Angeles, if I recall. Uh, from, from what I've read. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Pretty much. We'll find out. I'm, just, well, I'm sure we'll find out later. In this uh, we, we probably will. I don't know. Probably will. Um, <laughs> at some point, we'll look at it. We'll talk. You know. <laughs> um, so the um, our next choice is the 67-68 uh, Bulls, who were uh, who won 29 games and had a negative 3.76 SRS. Um, they'd actually previously in 67 had also accomplished nearly the same record in, in SRS. They were slightly worse this year. Um, comparatively, they were, um, uh, the, the, the previous year was eight playoff teams in a 10 team league. They added two teams. So there was eight out of 12, uh, in 68. Um, they had uh, Bob Boozer in his only all-star year. Uh, they had Jerry Sloan, who was basically the only player on this, on this squad who would remain on the, you know, the, the stout seven, early 70 yeah. goals teams that you know, actually were really good. They won like 50 games, five or six years in a row. I, I, I think that I once figured out that they were the, had the longest streak of 50 win seasons without making the finals. I believe that's true. Yeah, I'm almost positive. I, yeah. I've read that prior or whatever. Yeah, they, they were really good. I mean, people forget them because obviously they didn't have really like crazy long playoff runs, didn't make an NBA finals. But yeah, yeah. it's a really, really good team or yeah. really good, you know, kind of a, a mini, not a dynasty. You can't really say a dynasty in that sense. But yeah, consistent. Yeah, sort I mean, of they, team they, and, they were, and, yeah, they were, a, 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 you know, they a fun bunch and a tough minded bunch and, you know, had all the good stuff. The, the rest of their team, uh, Jim Washington, Keith Erickson, McCloy McLemore, Mac- which is a fun word, and Flynn Robinson were <laughs> journeymen. Several of these guys I know were role players on the uh, Bucks in the early 70s for their uh, yeah. franchise for their championship things. So, um and there's a SI Vault um article from before the season which talked about basically like um uh how the Bulls kind of had a tough time getting into Chicago and, and that two teams previously in Chicago had failed. They'd only sold 350 season tickets earlier, but they they developed a strange charisma that fascinated local citizens, quite possibly as a result of Coach Johnny Kerr's relaxed but sparkling performances at press conferences. And by the end of the season, they were averaging 62. And then a um, <laughs> and then at, not fans. Yeah, this is this, this SI article continues is as when Chicago put it, we still don't like pro basketball. We just like the books. And then 
<laughs> and then uh, Kerr has a quote. They they combine speed, defense, and hustle, saying we called it SDH. It's like LSD and affected us in the same way. It put us out of this world. <laughs> so... Uh, there you go. Yeah, Johnny Kerr. Johnny Red. He was fun. Johnny Red yeah. Kerr, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Chicago has always had sort of, um, uh, you know, until Michael Jordan arrived, always kind of a love-hate relationship with, with pro basketball and the Bulls. Yeah, I mean, if you if you recall, people sort of – the 80s prior to Jordan were not good either. I mean, they like the Reggie Theus-led teams or whatever. They were okay, but nobody was going to see those. Like, like Chicago did not like basketball whatsoever. And then, you know, obviously Jordan happened, and ever since then they've been, you know, a, you know near the top of the league in, in attendance every year. You know, from there on out, but yeah, it's it's it was dire times in Chicago, which is pretty interesting because you look at a, a, a major sort of franchise or a major you know city with with a franchise, and it it hasn't always been good time. I mean, they they've really really struggled to bring people in before. I mean, prior to to you know Michael Jordan. And yeah, now it's, now it's okay. Now it's but, fine. Yeah, it has not has not been a problem. Um, even though they're cheap, as you know. Right. <laughs> Don't get me started. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so next we have the 1978, <laughs> 1979 Nets, who were record wise uh, 47.45, which is not one of the worst of these, but uh, a negative uh, exactly four SRS. Uh, at this point, it was 12 playoff teams in a 22 team <laughs> league. So. The expansion had kind of caught up to, you know, the it, uh, basically an appropriate amount of playoff teams for the size of the league at this point. Yeah. Um, they lost to the uh, to the 47 win Sixers two games to nothing. I think we forgot to mention it previously that uh, the the Bulls actually did take a game from the uh, Lakers <laughs> in uh, in 68. So um, uh, in that series, so they won one of four ninety eight. Yeah, so go that Bulls. Yeah, yeah. So, ooh, is that is that proof? I, I kind of put a little tidbit here. Is that proof that any team can win at least one game, given you know a, a some amount of sample well, size? How, that, like, how, I, how would Kentucky do against the sixty eight Lakers? Is my question. oh god. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that they've lost this game, I immediately discredit it. Like, just oh, every side of that argument is just they're. Just dumb. I hate that. Like, like first off, no, they would not have a chance. But I love how people now it's invalid because they lost to Wisconsin. Now officially it's invalid, and we should no longer discuss this because of that one game that they lost to Wisconsin. Now it proves without a shadow of a doubt that they wouldn't. Granted, you know it should have proved to you before that they shouldn't. But you know, whatever. I, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> That's, uh, I always love. I love that debate every year. Every year, the best. So the um, the '79 Nets, they uh, they had Bernard King in the second year, and he performed very well for them. But he off the court, he had a lot of issues, some arrests and some mm-hmm. um, so notoriety. He would be traded to the Jazz in the off season, where it would things would go very badly, and then he would eventually revive his career with the Warriors and, of course, the Knicks. Um, this was Phil Jackson's second to last season. I don't know if you knew that he played for the Nets as well. I did not, and I would not have ever... Yeah, I don't think I've ever even seen a picture of it, or has he even never talked about it? Or was this just kind of like... Yeah, it was like the last two years of his career. I mean, I... So he know, just kind of... Yeah, I mean, they were not good teams. I would not imagine that um, there would be much to uh, talk about. I mean, maybe it's addressed in one... I haven't read all of his books. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, um... He only played nine. All right. I'm sorry. He played 59 games this season. And then his last year was his final year. He played 19 games or 16 games. So uh didn't have much less than the tank, obviously. Um, But, you know, he, he did OK coaching, re, you know, reasonably well. Uh, yeah, not bad. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe if he, if he was on the Lakers at some point, they probably could bring their franchises together and, you know. Yeah. Get something going. But who knows? Maybe. Maybe. The, the Nets <laughs> uh, also had future Wizards coach Eddie Jordan. Uh, famed shot blocker George Johnson, who played on the Warriors' uh, 75 uh, title team. And then uh, Jan Vran Redlikoff, who was the son of the coach and play, a famous coach who um, 
uh, coached the um, 69 Lakers and uh, feuded with uh, Will Chamberlain, uh, putting him on the bench in the fourth quarter instead of uh, playing him and losing <laughs> to the Celtics. Um, and he played he played seven seasons with the uh, with the Nets. Um, the most interesting article I could kind of find related to this uh, team was really focused mostly on the on their coach. Uh, Kevin Lowry, who um, was known for getting a lot of technicals. In fact, in his first two season, two NBA seasons with the Nets, uh, their overall record was 46 and 118, and he had 38 fewer wins than technical fouls. <laughs> and uh, he coached. Um, he was the. Re- that's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, that's a lot. He he was the replacement coach for. Um, on the, uh, the 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 nine win 76ers, the 73 76ers, um, and then went to the Nets in the ABA and actually performed very well for mm-hmm. a while. You know, he had he had Dr. J, so that helped. Um, and won a couple of championships there. And then his the rest of his NBA career did not necessarily go so well. But he he did coach. He he coached the Bulls for a while, if I'm not mistaken, right? Kevin, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah he, I think uh, in that early maybe he would, maybe when he was out. a rookie, he coached he coached uh, he coached the Bulls. He coached Jordan. Well, let me I believe. so. Yeah, because he was that late. Yeah, no, he was the one. Yeah, and then then he led way to Doug Collins, I believe. Yeah, he, uh, he, coached, he, was direct. he coached two years for the Bulls. 84-85 was his last. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. He, co- so he coached he would have led to Collins. And then, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, or was Stan Albeck also the coach for a year for the Bulls? I, I feel like that, <sighs> that was a thing. They had a bunch for a while. and Yeah, it was Stan Albeck, know. and then it was Doug Collins. Oh, is that? Okay, so he was in between? Okay. Yeah, so Stan Albeck for one year. Um. Anyway, uh, oh yeah, they're eighty-five, eighty-six. Okay, yeah. did not know that. I, I always forget about him, yeah. but <laughs> good run. Speaking, uh, speaking of the eighty-five, eighty-six puzzle, though, we did not list them because they did not. They were not quite the worst of the eighties. Um, they uh, they did finish uh, thirty and fifty-two, made the playoffs as an eighth seed, and um, despite having like a uh, like almost negative five um, uh, SRS, um, they were not quite as they were not quite as bad as the team that we chose, but it was it was very close. Um, that, that it should be said that Jordan did miss all but like like twelve games that year. Yeah, so, correct. This is when he had his broken foot yeah. or whatever. So, so yeah, but, um, so he, a little bit um skewed because of that, but still they were they were. Unfortunately, that team that team stands Jordan is uh wow yeah, yeah they were relying <laughs> on really old not many holdovers from the old title. Yeah, years, they were relying on a very old um very Orlando old very in Orlando Woolridge. Yeah, it was not a good team, but. Oh yeah, the the really even though he's only thirty three at the time, I, I know I've seen like video or whatever. Man, that yeah. <laughs> George Griffin looks like he's playing in quicksand. Yeah, it's, I, it's pretty sad. Yeah, yeah, I mean players didn't age that as well back then. So, um, generally, so, um, so the the team that we did choose was yeah because it, it should be mentioned that eighty four the NBA um, expanded from twelve to sixteen mm-hmm. playoff teams and it was only a twenty three team league. For a year, so so from like from eighty four to eighty eight ish, when they had that ratio, there were quite a few bad teams that extra bad teams, I guess you could say, that uh, made the playoffs during that time until they finally expanded um, in the late eighties, and it became again more more balanced. Um, it's kind of an interesting. Um, I never really thought about expansion affecting. Um, the league that way. I mean, you usually think of it as sort of diluting the league, but in this <laughs> case, it actually helps better teams make the playoffs in, in a way, you know, I, I guess they become better by beating up on weaker teams. So maybe it's still right overall, but at least like they perform better during the season. So it's, um, I guess it's just an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Now you, you do tend to get the, the, you know, in those expansion years, like you said, you get the really, really good teams that, that 
will, will really be good. And we, we talk about, you know, the 72 win bowls or whatever is, is a good example of that, of, you know, where you can kind of beat up on the lower parts of the league. But yeah, it, it is pretty interesting how it affects uh, the playoffs in, in this sense. But yeah. Um, so they, um, the 88 Spurs had 31 wins, um, a negative 5.02 SRS. And uh, they had Alvin, Alvin Robertson and uh, Mike Mitchell, who had both been all-star. I think Robertson was like a four-time all-star, actually. Um, and I, I, I'll get to him in a little bit. But he actually um, had a better reputation than I realized, at least early in his career. Um, this was Mitchell's last season in the league. And Robertson would move on to the Bucks in a couple of, of seasons. So um, he didn't stick around. But I guess he was kind of like Robertson was sort of the last and and Mitchell, I believe, were both the kind of the last holdovers from the early 80s Spurs teams that were actually pretty good and, you know, challenged the Lakers a few times in the uh, conference finals. And uh, your favorite former Bull is on this team as well. Yes. Dragon Tarlac. <laughs> oh, Dave Greenwood. Dave Greenwood, yes. Oh, who, okay. of course, was famously number two to Magic Johnson in the uh, 79 uh, draft. <laughs> I still think the Bulls won that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's arguable. We have, I mean, we have to let all the facts come in. Before we can decide. Right. I mean, I don't know if they've really all done. I mean, their legacies are, I don't believe, are completely complete at this point. So, you I mean. Know, in, until they're no longer with us, unfortunately. <laughs> exactly. We don't know what Magic's going to do. Yeah, I so, mean, I mean, let's, let's, let's hold Dave off. Greenwood like, might make a remarkable comeback. At, at <laughs> you never know. It's possible, you know. Was he always oh, 57? That's going to be tough. Yeah, but it, it's been done. I mean, it hasn't, but it, it's It been has done. not been done. But, I'll just say that because yeah. people say that. How old was Bob when he not. came back? He was pretty old. He was like 48. Uh, he was not, he was yeah, bad. right. He was not good either. So, so. That's probably not a good uh, example. But anyway, uh, noted uh, future flat top enthusiast Frank Bukowski of the 96 uh, Sonics oh, fame yeah. is on the uh, team as well. He did not always have a flat top, by the way. Um, I See, he didn't look. I guess I didn't realize he was like that old when he played on those Seattle teams. Like the famous, you know, you know Rodman. He only actually stereotype. played it one season for the Sonics. Which, which, yeah, I, I thought he was like a Sonic mainstay. Yeah, he, yeah. he played for the Bucks for a long time. Um, yeah, he was 36 years old on Seattle. He didn't. Did he look 36 to you? I mean, he played like he was 36, but he didn't look Yeah, I, I don't know if I would have at that point. I mean, I was like 17 at that point. I don't know how well I would have <laughs> judged like 36, you know. That's true. Maybe that was yeah. it. Oh, he played all. He started with Seattle. That's where oh, it got mixed. Oh, okay. There you go. He was drafted by Seattle and then traded to. Uh, oh, in one year he went from the uh, uh, the Lakers to the Spurs. Okay, so that's it. That he makes went sense. around a lot. Yeah. So uh, they also did have a wonderful collection of uh, names of guys who barely played. Uh, uh, Peter Gunbonsen from uh, Iceland. Uh, <laughs> nice job. Thank you, uh, John Sunvold, uh, Kurt Nymphius, and Phil <laughs> These aren't Sevenberg. <laughs> they they barely are. This is uh, a strongman competition. I mean, they they just they fill out the roster by going to a strongman competition. That's the only possible explanation I mean, for this. Phil Sevenberger played fifty eight minutes, and uh, yeah, Peter Gunbonsen um, played a <laughs> thousand uh, minutes. So and. And Kurt Nymphius played 919, so they were contributors. I'm looking up, I'm looking up all Phil, and so let's see what he looks like. He was six foot ten, so yeah, he was just a freak. He was just a weird. Okay, all right. So I, I can't imagine Iceland's had a lot of other NBA players. So no, no, that's we'll, we'll have to do a podcast on that. <laughs> on all of Iceland, Icelandic, the famous Icelandic. Yeah. Uh, Did Bjork ever play in the NBA? Um, yeah, maybe, I mean, more, maybe a rocket job. Yeah, it, right? it's possible. It's possible. I would love to see a bureau rocket job. That <laughs> I would don't be great. That would be fantastic. Um, so I could not find, surprisingly, I could not find anything in the SI vault about this team. I, I know <laughs> you're very fame, surprised about that. Fame San Antonio Spurs team. But I did find from 86, there was, um, it was sort of a profile on Alvin Robertson, um, who, and Doug Moe is quoted as saying, he is the next superstar guard in the NBA. 
Um, and in his second year was voted to the uh, West um, All-Star starting lineup, um, which was uh, he was really basically known for his defense. Honestly, I think he was probably known for steals. I don't know if he was, you know, uh, how we would look at him defensively if mm-hmm. someone studied the game tape or whatever. But he was. But back then, of course, steals equaled good defense. So he was uh, you know, known for that. I, I'm pretty sure he's near the top of the list all time steals. I mean, you, you know, um, in the top 10 or 15 or, or whatever for a career and in his career was, you know, he had a good career, but not like, you know, the longevity of like a Jason Kidd or, you know, somebody like that or Stockton mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, I, I just, um, would not have thought of Alvin Robertson necessarily reaching that level. I mean, he was a four time all-star, so he obviously was very good, but as you know, that at one time he was thought of as like, you know, could be the next superstar is, um, is interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. He um, unfortunately his uh, post playing career has not gone uh, too well. I don't know if you saw that, but oh, I did not. Um, I... Yeah, he's he's had a little bit of problems. Yeah, uh, been arrested a few times. And then uh, 2010, he was arrested for uh, sexual assault of a child, trafficking an underage child for purposes of sex, mm-hmm. and forcing sexual preference by a child. Oh, so oh, it's not. That's not. Yeah. yeah. So Alvin, we will not be doing an Alvin Robertson. Podcast he's got the uh, he's got the fast Eddie Johnson uh, issue. Um, yeah, unfortunately, he had a very interesting career though. Uh, it, it really good for a while, and then once he had 30. Like you said, guys didn't really age. I mean, he just yeah. fell on a cliff once he hit 30, then had a bunch of uh, injuries and a back and knee problems, I believe, and then just was out of the league right away. But yeah, yeah for a while there, I mean, a, a, you know, three straight all star appearances and, and a pretty good, yeah, overall player. But he's from Ohio. There you go. So, so Ohio's fine. I, so. I mean, I don't know if we're so proud, but he's from Northeast Ohio. We don't really claim them. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, right. it's, it doesn't. Is that, is that actually true? Is that how you guys sort of. Well, that, I don't know the Ohio dichotomy. That, that's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, I don't know if everybody feels that way, but I kind of feel like, I mean, I kind of feel like Cincinnati is basically Kentucky, and I just kind of feel like Cleveland is just sort of its own thing and isn't really part, okay. part of the rest of us. I mean, you know, I'm a little weird about Cleveland, but we, we, we won't get into that now. We'll, we'll talk, we'll, <laughs> I, there'll be some, you know, once once uh, Cleveland and Atlanta meet in the conference finals, there's going to be a whole lot of anti-Cleveland. We'll have, we'll, we'll do a joke. We'll get Joe Kim Noah on and Joe Kim Noah and you can, <laughs> okay. can talk. Well, about I don't really get along so. with Joe Kim Noah either. Or I don't know if I, oh, well. I don't know if I would get along with him, but maybe, maybe. probably he not. No, like, he yeah. seems like a terrible person, I, he's, but he hates Cleveland. So you guys will have a, well, you know, to bond over. That, that's fair. Exactly, that's a good right. point. He, he probably is kind of a fun guy, but he's just, um, he, he can be a little obnoxious in the court, I guess sometimes. Uh, very obnoxious. Yeah. That's, that's coming from a bullseye. Right. Um, so the next team is the 91-92 uh, um, Heat, uh, coached by Kevin Lowry again. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Does, does that say anything about him that he uh, is able to get teams that you know maybe aren't actually all that good? Um, you know, yeah, in the playoffs like outperform you know what you would expect. Yeah, I mean. It, it, He's got a few in there. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's interesting. I didn't I didn't really think of it. Maybe his uh getting thrown out of so many games and spiders his teams yeah. to like well, I mean, if he's willing to get thrown out, I guess we could try to be good or yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, that's, maybe that's, like uh, here's here's my theory. Maybe he gets thrown out so much the team performs poorly when he's when he's not out there because you know he they don't have to play well because oh I see. So they would have been fifty win teams if he didn't right exactly get thrown out yeah. So, many times. so you're you're going on the opposite right, side. Yeah. He, I mean, your your theory is good too. I mean, I'm, but <laughs> I'm just. Uh, that's a pretty yeah. big gap in time, too. We're talking, what, 78, 79, all the way to 90, 91, 92? Yeah, I was, was yeah. at the end of his coaching career, but yeah. Um, uh, the, by the way, the uh, 88 Spurs were coached by Bob Weiss, and they lost to, they were swept by the 62-win Lakers uh, three games to nothing in the first round. So um, the um, next we have the, the 92, as I mentioned, um, they, we're now at 2017 league, so close to what we are today, of course. 
Um, and the early heat stables of Grant Long, Glenn Rice, Ronnie Cycling, Bimbo Coles are all on this team. Uh, and, you know, honestly, like that group of guys was around for like for, t- together for like five or six years. It's, it's kind of interesting to see how long those guys all kind of played for the heat. Yeah, the Heat had a nice little core for a long, long time that we kind of forget. You know, well, I mean, obviously they weren't like a great team or, or a story team, but yeah, you look at this and you know, ninety one, ninety two. A lot of those guys were hanging around until you know, all the way through the mid nineties. A lot of them. Yeah. I mean, most of them even through. I mean, some of them for it seemed like ten years almost. Yeah, you know, like mean, a Ronnie Cycler. Yeah, I mean, seems like yeah, he was Long and Glenn Rice team. played into the two thousands for sure. Steve yeah, Glenn Rice until yeah. he got traded to uh, the Hornets, right? Uh, yeah, and that was yeah. He he actually got traded to the Hornets like in ninety five or so. So he 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 didn't stick around quite as long as the other guys, but um, but he was in the league for a long time, obviously. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, and then Steve Smith was a rookie uh, on this team, and Sherman Douglas was traded early in the season for Brian Shaw, um. And uh, they were uh, they did not do well in the playoffs. They were swept by uh, the 67 win uh, Bulls uh, team uh, three games to <laughs> second. This is the second Bulls championship uh, team, the, yes. the, the best performing of those uh, three teams. Yeah, and probably one of the, the probably their best team, I would say. Oh, I mean, the 72 team is up there, but I think this team is better than that. Team. Yeah, I, that, that's uh, that's kind of a hard um because I think this is probably a better Jordan, even though like he got crafty mm-hmm. in his old age and was, you know, right. Like, but this is like the, I'm going to dunk on yeah. you. I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I want like, on the court. He could do everything at because, this point. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah. And they lost by a combined 54 points, including a 30 points game to loss. So I guess the other two games weren't so bad, but yeah, no. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, and, um, there is a, um, I, I couldn't find an SI vote article, but I did find a article in the LA times about the trade. Um, and basically saying that uh, the Brian Shaw's problem was that he uh, was was, getting, was really self conscious about uh, playing basketball uh, rather than just going out and, and doing it. He's it, it was as it was as if a fine dancer suddenly became self conscious and started looking at his feet. So that was apparently the uh, the psychological um, the psychological profile for uh, for Brian Shaw. Okay, I don't well. know if that feeds into how he was as a coach at all. I was gonna say, was he, did he lose confidence? I, I think he did lose confidence. Remember, because then he got he got really weird at like the middle of this year. Yeah, like I mean, he like he had his thing, but then he started doing a bunch of weird stuff and like with books and like how do I release these millennials and like. I mean, he was rapping and yeah, he got really weird. Yeah, yeah. so I, he, I guess was, I guess that is true. I mean, he yeah. kind of did some of the Phil Jackson stuff, where like you know, kind of doing playing a few of the games in the media, and, and the books is definitely a Phil Jackson thing. So. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't work out well for him in uh, Denver. Maybe maybe he'll bounce back, and maybe just was a bad fit all along. Denver kind of kind of, kind of sounds like a mess, like all around. So yeah, that's it's hard to completely bad. judge him for that. Although you know, he didn't um, he didn't sound like he helped that much. No, and if he's a good assistant, that's fine too. Yeah, nothing wrong. With, nothing wrong with being a, a, a lifetime, you know, really good assistant. That's true. But. I mean, the paychecks might, but I mean, Brent, he doesn't need yeah, it. So I mean, that I know of. I, I'm not maybe, sure. I don't know. What I mean, books, but I'm, a, I'm assuming he doesn't need yeah, it. But I mean, yeah, when I committed identity theft against him, I, he did the <laughs> I found out yeah. his, his, right. his offshore accounts. I mean, he's got a lot of offshore accounts, but everything that's here is, is, is looking pretty good. So, so the, uh, the good news is that since then, the, the, the negative SRS is for, uh, teams in the playoffs have not been, significantly above one it, it, it's because of the because of expansion and you know and, and all of that the um 
most of the teams making the playoffs, you know, have, you know, there aren't ter- there aren't really awful teams making it with really awful records or really awful SRSs until maybe perhaps this year. And now it's time for my favorite team of uh, all of this as a, a big Atlanta Hawks fan living in Atlanta at the time is the 2007-2008 Hawks who were uh, won 37 games and had a negative 2.23 SRS. This was their first playoff appearance in since 99, I believe. Um, and they, um, they had Joe Johnson, um, Josh, or I believe eight time all-star, maybe seven time all-star Joe Johnson, a lot of all-star <laughs> times, Joe Johnson, Josh Smith, Marvin Williams, Josh, Pil- Josh Childress, excuse me, and Zaza Pachulia also had Al Horford as a rookie and, uh, and Mike Bibby had come over at the uh, trade deadline. It's a great team. Yeah. It's a great team. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. It's hey, great. Right. I mean, it was great in NBA. I remember playing as them in the, the NBA 2K games because they were great. I mean, everybody on that court could score. So, and defense doesn't matter. So it's well, fine. this court of guys, yeah, it's not bad. It ended I mean, up becoming, you know, like I, I do feel like people sort of like the Hawks kind of became like a shorthand for like, okay, but not good enough in, you know, kind of late two thousands. Um, just because, you know, kind of their ceiling wasn't great with Joe Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they weren't necessarily they were definitely not a finals contender. They might have snuck into like an Eastern Conference finals and like if they had gotten lucky. But, you know, I mean, they've made the playoffs every year that Al Horford's been there. Right. I believe I believe eight years. So, um, you know, that's I'll take that. That's not that's not too bad. And obviously this year has been fantastic. Uh, yeah, absolutely. not really related to this team at all, with the exception of Horford being there. But it's uh, it's fun. So they um I probably had the best playoff run of any of these teams other than the Lakers who actually did win a series, but they uh, took the uh, 66 win uh, Celtics team to uh, seven games. The Celtics who were, you know, historically really a historically great regular season team, um, you know, had almost an, uh, had a, a 9.3 SRS, um, you know, really great, you know, probably the best team that we've had uh, since the, you know, until the Warriors this year, you know, in recent years. So, um, even though you know they they basically won three very close games at home and yeah. uh, lost um, decisively in the games they lost, um, but I went to Game Three of this series and uh, it was really 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 exciting to nice. my first playoff game and um, you know I had been watching the Hawks for um, four, four or five years uh, since the the famous two thousand four two thousand five season you know, that yes. I followed very closely. <laughs> And um, Zaza gotten uh, in Garnett's face, and uh, that was Game Four. Game Three, uh, Joe Johnson uh, had a, had a big comeback, and Josh Smith played really well. This is when we were still everyone was excited about Josh Smith before the the dark times that followed, and um, and it was great, you know. Um, so it's it was a lot of and this is the title Celtics team, in case people are yeah, right. yes don't know that you're offhand. So this is yeah, I mean the, the Hawks it, took it, that they, team. They, I mean they yeah. almost, I mean they were on the brink of of completely eliminating that and making the big three experiment a total miserable failure and we'll da, 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 get but, into know. what happened in game seven the margin of victory there for game seven we're not we're not gonna talk. no i mean they had the six games and they were even and then you know yeah. then it's a coin flip the game seven's always a coin sure. flip right it was yeah it was definitely a coin <laughs> right? flip. yeah yeah um so yeah yeah i mean this is a historically great celtics you know one season Celtics. it was 99 to 65 people we weren't going to mention that, Rich. I said that low. I know. I, I didn't know you heard that. Did you hear that, Rich? I thought I said it low enough. You're like a you're you're like a certain you know like a dog. You like the pitch is below a certain level or above. I I didn't know you could hear that. Okay. Oh, Rich. I apologize, that's, but that's 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 not very nice. Um. Anyway, so um, they uh, I did find uh 
there, there was a good SI article uh, in the in the following season where the Hawks were playing well. And for some reason, Mike Bibby was given a great deal of credit for um, for them playing well, which I don't quite remember being that way. But but OK, you know, he he, he was pretty good for a while. <laughs> Um, he said that his goal had been always to play 20 years in the NBA or through the 2018, 19 season, which uh, imagine that, like, imagine Mike <laughs> Bibby still being in the league. And well, cause considering what, what year was that where the, the corpse of Mike Bibby was on the, uh, the New York Knicks and he was just so uh, that awful. That was like what? three years after that was like, that's what I mean. Like how many years ago was that? that, that and that was, was just like five, three years ago. Yeah. So. It was 11 12 and that was and that Mike Bibby was just yeah. awful that was so, just a, so horrendous a- anyway the um the remark was overheard by uh Zaza Pachulia who was 24 at the time and then Zaza said 20 years and then Bibby says you don't think I can make it and Pachulia said I hope you do I want to play the rest of my career with you you're the best point guard I ever played with now and, and so they did <laughs> that might be a nice thing to first of all that might actually still be true I'm not sure if, I mean I guess Brandon Knight was pretty good this year so I'm not sure that Zaza Pachulia still played with a better point guard Jeff Teague wasn't really very good when Zaza was there and the point guards that came before Bibby were terrible so you know I I will I will grant him that but um Either way, Zaza seems like a nice guy. I, I met Zaza once in person. Oh it was yeah, very nice. Yeah, nice. I met him like at a uh, at a restaurant in Atlanta. It was um, uh, it was after the um, it was after the first game I ever watched the Hawks win. So it was uh, it was good. I I also I'm trying to very quickly go through all of Zaza Pachulia's uh, career uh, point guards, and yeah, I mean that, that there's a pretty good chance Bibby is the one. Yeah. So at least career wise, I would say you know so so far that he, Bibby is at the best career of any point guard that Zaza. Yeah, Teague. So, I mean, it reminds me seeing about Jeff Teague, right. but yeah. Um, I mean, the Milwaukee his teams where I mean like yeah. Mo Williams, May, and May Brand Knight, Mike James, but, right? And, yeah. So. Is, is the early Milwaukee teams, then the Atlanta, obviously. And his, his rookie year with Orlando was like the Tyron Lue starting oh, point guard. There you go. And he played with Tyron Lue in Atlanta, too. So Yes, exactly. So, yeah. so um, he's right. Yeah. And, I, and they did play the rest of their careers together. So that's, <laughs> uh, that's pretty yeah. cool how that worked out. Zaza and Mike it's together. Pretty sweet. Together forever. Still, they're still tearing up the league. Right forever. From what I assume. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't watch the NBA anymore, no. so I have no idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that they're still to. doing it. So So now we're down to this year. And uh, we have about eh, six games to six just games to go for uh, most teams. The uh, the teams battling for the seventh and eighth slot are uh, the Nets, the Celtics, the Pacers, the Heat, and ostensibly the Hornets, although they may be too far back behind. But um, the Nets are currently in the best position to make the playoffs, but they have a negative three point five six differential, which I believe would be the worst since that Spurs team in eighty eight. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the Heat has a negative. Oh, yeah, that Heat, the the one, uh, the ninety one ninety two Heat are negative three point nine five. Oh, so okay, they'd be just you're below, right. but in yes. between them. You're, now, you're right. Thank you. Um, and um, the the Heat are a negative. Uh, 2.99 the hornets are negative 2.57 uh the the, the uh, pacers are actually a, a, only a negative 0.49 so they're uh <laughs> they're sitting pretty you know they're uh uh they're they're gold by these standards and the celtics are negative 0.137 so we, you know we have we do have a chance especially if the nets and the heat make it for you know two historically bad uh playoff teams to uh to make it in so 
So we have a funny thing with the Eastern Conference as well. It is there's there's so few teams with positive <laughs> SRS numbers. Like I, I don't I, I would have to really go back and do like a, a real big research on this to see. But you have the Atlanta Hawks uh, are positive. Cleveland Cavaliers obviously positive. Toronto Raptors positive. Chicago Bulls Wizards and then that's it. Yep. Everybody and, else and the is, Wizards is are barely like, like the Wizards are not and like Wizards are on the cusp. Yeah. Like yeah, they could very very easily get to negative as well. Yeah. But so that's horrifying. <laughs> like, that is that's, that's pretty great. Which. By the way, there are only four teams with the negative um, SRS in out west. Like right. the, the the Jazz, who are thirty five and fifty two, have a better SRS than the forty four win <laughs> Wizards. So yeah, uh, Eastern Conference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One day, one day they'll get better. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. Or why. maybe they'll just do a <laughs> one through sixteen, and you know, in the playoffs, and uh, that might be a good idea. Yeah, yeah we might. Uh, I, I don't know if we have we reached critical mass with that. I mean, it, it's been talked about pretty much my entire like. Yeah, you know, adult. I, I, it's been talked about, but we're getting there where it's kind of like, I mean, this year especially, there, there's a few teams that I would like to yeah. see. I, I, I'm all you for know. it. I don't see a, I don't see a big problem with it. I mean, I, I there's a few things that you know would be issues, but the travel and you know maybe, I don't know, maybe rivalry stuff. Although I kind of think that's a little bit overblown. I mean, what okay. what real big rivalries do we have at this point anyway? But, um, yeah. Anything else, Rich? That's it. Yeah, that, that was a, a very bad podcast. All right. I think we, All right. We well, did a good job of representing the worst. Oh, so. Hopefully we release media. <laughs> yeah. So everyone can uh, check us out at um, thepodiumgame.com. We are part of the Hardwood Paroxysm Basketball Podcast Network, which you can find on iTunes. We would love it if you left us a uh, rating and review to let us know, to rate uh, not only us, but all the rest of the uh, great shows on the uh, HP Network that you can find at thepodiumgame.com. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at Over and Back NBA, Facebook at the uh, same. And we also have a website, uh, Over and Back uh, NBA, uh, dot com that we keep promise to uh, update. And eventually, One someday day. will. I promise. Um, did I forget anything, Rich? Uh, I believe that's it. Facebook as well. Facebook, yeah. If that's your thing. Yeah, if we're you're on Facebook, in Facebook yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, and we'd love it to uh, if you if you uh, tweeted at us and let us know if you uh, loved or hated or uh, or somewhere in between our show or or wanted to discuss a point that we brought up. We uh, love discussing things on Twitter. Or requests if you if you want us to request a topic, yeah. we or you request a topic, we will be glad to talk about it. It's not the first time we've done it, and, and we're always kind of looking for new ideas. We Absolutely. we have a bunch of ideas, but if there's something that you want to hear and want to listen to, let us Absolutely. know. Yeah, I mean, we could spend a lot of time on or a little bit of time on, depending on what you know what it is. But uh, but absolutely, we're uh, we aim to please. So. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, everyone, for checking us out. And we'll be back again soon. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Code STAPLE20. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.